and I'm coding all night. Project won't compile, it'll be alright. Computer science for life, and that's my direction. Instead of B-Balls, my home is throw exceptions. Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. Joining us on this program today is Damien, a grinder and a partner with DangerousThings.com, and Cooper, a sysadmin who lives open source solutions. Up first, we want to sp uh, thank our sponsor, DangerousThings.com, who delivers custom gadgetry for the disconcerning hacker and biohacker. Check them out at DangerousThings.com. If you or your organization is interested in sponsoring the efforts of Dangerous Minds podcast, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, providing it's still up. Find a hashtag da Dangerous Minds podcast or dangerousminds.io, and we'll be happy to talk to you about it. Now, something to remember, our dear audience, is that these stories are available to read in detail via our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Links to both are available on our website at dangerousminds.io. If you have a story that should be mentioned, please post it on our Facebook page wall and we'll do our best to share it on the next news briefing podcast. Dangerous Minds podcast will bring you interviews focusing on the people and the tech, but also news relevant to our common interests. Please stay tuned as we explore the evolving subject, as well as if there's someone you would like interview, please feel free to email us at info at dangerousmods.io to pass along the possible focus of an episode. And up first, we've got, you know, do you really want your brains connected together uh, after the fun IoT issues that we've had uh, in recent days taking out the U.S. network at this time of recording? Yes, this is actually a previously recorded broadcast that we're going to be airing during holidays because, well, we don't really want to be recording that particular Sunday um, during a holiday time. But this is an article here on Aeon.co uh, talking about hive consciousness, you know, where researchers are putting uh, us, connecting us together through the internet. You could call it the internet of biohacking uh, or IoT of biohacking. Uh, hopefully not the internet of shit, literally by, you know, connecting everyone together and just borking the internet as a whole, including ourselves. But I don't know, the article here, it, you know, it talks about uh, some of the research and the history behind this idea and this tempting at networking of consciousness of, of people. And it just, I don't know. I don't know about you, Damien, but just with everything going along that has been of uh, late days, even with in the past, uh, you know, Outer Limits, um, Twilight Zone episode that I, I mentioned on a previous podcast uh, when we were discussing neurotechnology, it, you know, frankly just scares the hell out of me. I don't really want to uh, have a virus or spyware attacking my gray matter. I don't know about you, but, you know, porn pop-ups on your brain, you, know, you get enough random thoughts as it is. Why would you want to have that junk popping up at randomly? You know, what do you got to say about that, man? <laughs> now that you say that, all I can see is you're in an important meeting with your bosses. I don't know whether it be a promotion or being fired. And all you can see out the corner of your eye, like Google Glass, is their 50% off at Pornhub. So. Either that or you <laughs> got a longitude um, advertisement saying, do you, want, do you need inches? Do you, do you want to make her groan? Here, click this link now. 
Do you know what? I think that will be a fantastic day for those, you know, the phishing emails of click here. We've, uh, your great uncle just died and he's got 500 million pounds worth of diamonds to give you and all of this rubbish. Well, um, well because he's a Nigerian prince and he just needs uh, help with the fees to, for the transfer. What? <laughs> yeah, he's a Nigerian prince with all these diamonds, but yet you have to pay shipping. Oh, I've always found that funny, yet people fail to see the irony in it. Don't understand how people actually get fooled by such things. Connecting your brain to the internet. I mean, privacy is dead enough as it is. I mean, I get that people think privacy is more dead than it really is due to the implants that we've all got. I mean, they think people can read us and follow us from outer space. And I mean, we've all got our arguments for and against this. and. No one's ever going to come to a, an ending conclusion despite knowing the truth and having the math behind it. But connecting your brain to the internet, don't think that's going to be something I like. I mean, it'd be great to be able to to even think okay i'm going to google that and then think about what you want to google when it comes to your head but do you really want to be ddosed by other people's heads rather than your samsung fridge what, what would you prefer and then also would you then mind email bombs of just crud ton of spam coming through uh Instead of, you know, the, okay, Google, uh, where can I find this? And then you get like five different or five million different things popping up while you're trying to find your way to the grocery store to buy milk. Instead, it's like, buy all this, buy all this, buy all this, blah! I, I can't imagine just the sheer thought of it give, almost gives me a migraine. Well, don't forget, um, after our podcast with Melanie, we can use electric fish. Pop one of those on your head and get rid of that migraine. Yeah, I think, I think I've heard about that in the hitchhike. Guide to the Galaxy, like the ba Babble Fish, to be able to understand things. But yeah, the, the whole electric eel thing in Rome, I'm going to have to look that up because that just makes me go, are you kidding? I know that was like the conversation after the recording, but still, you know, that's when I had to click, click record and get some more of that because you know, I wasn't expecting after the closing to have a continued good conversation. It's like, you know, almost don't want to stop. You know, it's like, what else can I learn that's you know, coming out? But, you know, I don't think I want to put an electric eel on my head. Yeah. That would definitely be an or a truly organic experience of the TDCS, but I'm definitely not a hipster, and I really don't care if it's organic or not. Do you do you like all the preservatives in your TDCS, or do you want the organic, fresh quality eel that? somebody else has to offer you damien tell me how you really feel <laughs> i've got to say i'm on the same page with you on that one me i'm not really caring if it's organic um i mean if it's that if it's a eel going on my head I'm, I'm good if we've just fished it out of the water kind of thing but if it's being used to actually go say inside myself then yeah definitely has to be done properly I can't just be fished out of the Thames yeah, it's got to be a little bit more a little bit safe a little bit more scientific <laughs> thank goodness that is not being done today as far as I know if not you know starting to wonder is that anything at all like cracking the age code you knock your way into that or what Tell me about it. So I was uh, I was reading this article, and it's it's talking about how certain beings, uh, creatures, animals, and bacteria, and how they age. So some of them they will stay 
let's just say in humans, for example, um, we age very kind of moderately and it's all spread out through our life. But some of the bacteria, say it was in human form, would look the same until sort of towards the end of its life when it would just completely age all at once, which I'm not sure if you would like because you'd wake up one morning with wrinkles and then you'd go, for fuck's sake, I'm going to die soon. You'd, you'd kind of know the story of how your life ends with that one. But then it goes on to bacteria that actually age in reverse so how would we incorporate that with humans i mean would it be to the point that you get to a designated age let's just choose 50 for example and then at 51 you start aging backwards so you look the same as you did at 49 so is this benjamin buttons going on or what what are we talking about here do you know that's one of the things that i thought benjamin button um do you know what i'm not sure how i would how i'd think of this i think it would be one of those ones that comes along as the technology's made that allows allows us to do this so like i say aging all at once at the end of your life i think that's going to be a bit weird because i don't know someone close to you even you just see them age and it's like oh crap i haven't got long left with them i mean it would make you value the time that you've got left with much more delicacy but then again aging backwards would also be great so yeah. i see pros and cons for all of them even sh- they even talked about it looked like instant aging too can you imagine that of uh you know hitting 40 and all of a sudden you're like 80 biologically at that point wouldn't that so kind of there are um cases of people that do have that uh, it has been known i believe within humans to have the case of instant aging they wake up one morning and i mean it's not as drastic as being 40 and waking up as 80 uh, it's more your internal organs have gone up by 20 years in the past two years even though you've lived the exact same let's say lifestyle throughout those two years so they're not like doing meth or something like that right no it's not the case that they've uh, gone off and got meth (laughs) that is they've just had the normal lifestyle but all of a sudden their organs have just decided that they were going to age so much faster i have read that before i can't remember exactly where but i think a quick google search would tell us sounds about right Right. I love Google. It, it solves so many problems and yet creates so many more. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'd like to thank Windows for that as well. Uh, the two working side by side. That's going to be like super off topic at that point. Oh, that would be. Yeah, I mean, we could go for hours on that um, alone. But going from cracking the aging code, do you reckon the Soylent bars making people sick? What, what's your take on this? Yeah, it, it really made me laugh a lot after, uh, like, I, I first got into knowing what Soylent was this summer with the uh, hacker cons all in a row out in Las Vegas, uh, a mentor that I had uh, uh, for program that I was a part of at B-Sides Las Vegas, basically lived on uh, Soylent shakes while he was out there just for his own health, as he put it. And it made me concerned because it's like, okay, if you're not eating real food and you're just doing this Soylent, what what good is that going to be? Because that's normally considered for like meal replacement. And, uh, you know, after doing a little bit of my own research and seeing a couple um, documentaries about Soylent and its startup, it was actually kind of concerning. Like uh, they started in a warehouse that wasn't very clean out in Oakland where you could visibly see rats and it was basically a bunch of, you know, huge tubs of stuff that they would uh, take scoops of into and throw it in a bag according to the recipe they were fulfilling the orders for. And yeah, it didn't make it very appetizing for me. And then uh, they moved 
to a new location after getting VC funding, what have you. So it supposedly is a big difference now. But now here, here comes this article of a lot of people reporting that they're getting sick on it. Then Soylent comes out and does a recall on it, advises people to stop consuming it, to send it back, and they're no longer selling it. Just makes me think, okay, what kind of contamination do we have here? And does anybody have any Soylent bars left so I can like try and get a hold of like a mass spectrometer or something crazy, some kind of device that I can take samples of the bar and run it through and be able to find out what kind of contamination's in there of sorts. And then even then, uh, you would almost kind of wonder if people could like take bacteria samples from uh, pumping their stomach or samples from uh, what has been picked up after being evacuated and then analyze those as well. But it just makes me you know, want to go back to uh, Machiavelli Davis's uh, conversation with us talking about spirulina um, and my own interest in that and trying to see if that would be a good way to you know, either grow that, hydrate it, uh, grind it up, and create a protein bar, food bar supplement that's not really carby, that goes along with um, the diet I'm currently working on right now that is uh, ketogenic, trying to uh, make the body burn fat instead of carbs for energy, which so far has worked fairly well on my own weight loss. And I'm hoping that you know, when this airs, it'll be even more so you know, closer to the goal. But the nice thing is, unlike other diets in the past, it's helped me to just feel better. And instead of the normal weird bloated feel uh, or just not feeling right kind of thing, I you, you know you're on a diet because everything feels weird, so to speak. I don't know what what is your what do you think about Soylent bars or the the mix itself? Do you really want to uh, take in uh, fake food or do you just want the green? The people do the do the people make you hungry? See now the Soylent food bars. I'm not sure whether it would be my kind of thing. Kind of reminds me of. Uh, army rations in a way it's kind of like a, a fake dehydrated meal makes you want to leave it in water see if it tastes any half good again but i mean it was designed for health benefits and i mean it, it kind of done the opposite from what i can tell i yeah unless your your choice is to evacuate all your system <laughs> well, i mean yeah it'd be great if uh, if you wanted be held up at home just evacuating as you've put it yeah. uh, everything from your body very very quickly could I mean, be the new diet botulism yay i was gonna say if you've uh, if you've become constipated recently get some of these bars <laughs> it might help you out <laughs> it might empty both sides of the conversation <laughs> i had that's going into a direction that we don't want to go. Definitely. Yeah, pack it up a bit then. <laughs> uh, might have to uh, hit the blinker on that conversation, uh, head over to 3, 3D printing and uh, see if I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, very cheesy. I like that one actually. <laughs> So, they're um, mixing hydro um, expaniate. I'm not sure if that's said right. And it's mixed with PLGA, um, a mineral binding polymer that makes implants elastic. So essentially, they're just printing bones out of this material. Uh, so they are bouncy. I'm not. <laughs> this is all from what I've read. Obviously, <laughs> I haven't tried this out. <laughs> I mean, not to a junior high conversation almost. How bouncy is it? Yeah, I mean, is this the point to do you notice the bounce? Is what I'm wondering. But yeah, so does it literally put a spring in your step if you've had 
I don't know, your fire bone replaced. I, I think if you like put that into like your replaced vertebrae with it if it's bouncy. That's the last thing I would want a lot of give at. And I know, you know, the the cartilage and you know, the discs, they're you know, fluid and tissue give a little bit of give you know it's like a little cushion and give but can you imagine that if it's really springy really bouncy wouldn't that almost pinch nerves see the picture they've got on the article is what looks to be a section of the spinal cord so i'm not sure how that would how that would feel that's just making me wonder would it be sort of like constantly having a mattress for a back or it sounds kind of nice if it is i think we need to start uh reach out to these uh guys that are cited in this article like adam jacobs i'm sure i butchered his name and uh what was it ramil shan or shah sorry if you're listening i have no idea how to say your name but you're at the university of evanston in illinois i'm definitely going to reach out to you because it might be fun to have you on the show and tell us a little bit more about it because that's you know kind of concerning like you said if you have replace a femur your thigh bone with that you know is it bendy is it bouncy do you have a do you have a bit of a more bounce in your step i think i'm just wondering could it break like a normal bone or would it be able to take more impact kind of like uh, rich lee's armor in a sense yes you know if they could incorporate this with rich lee's armor that would be fantastic yeah it makes, um, it makes me kind of curious if it could I, I be think like it, a polymer that you know once it gets any kind of impact or stress that it gets hard as stone and then relaxes that would be like the perfect armor too it would be but see i think it's fantastic just because i don't know if you've ever had this cooper you go to an airport and they stop you because i don't know you've broken your leg and you've got metal pins in there i've never had this but then they stop you they search you they run all the wands over you and it wastes like an hour of your time and you're just kind of stuck there possibly missing your flight for traffic and everything added up but this looks to be that it wouldn't set those off it doesn't it's not magnetic from what i can tell i mean the properties of it are elastics so not magnetic i think that definitely be one of the pros to this makes me curious and uh, speaking of um even though this is going to be aired much later i actually went to a uil competition because uh, my wife's a teacher and some of her students were participating in it yesterday and of course they have a metal detector there at the football stadium and it was kind of funny because it was that sensitive it was going crazy off the zipper of my pants and we didn't realize it at first because he was you know trying to find out with his wand what was going on and out of curiosity since i've implants i was like hey can you like you know go over my hands uh, a couple times and you know tell me if it beeps or any if it notices anything and uh it just seemed kind of uh kind of funny at the part um, did you put just your hand through the reader just to see through the uh, field? actually i tried it through the walk thing and you know that's when it was beeping uh and then i had put out my hands you know like you're getting uh frisked and asked him to put his wand reader just over both hands uh one at a time and c- closely over it and the cop was actually curious at that point why i was having this volunteer um go through it really closely uh and i was like well i've got a, i've got a few implants and he was like, what kind of implant? RFID. 
I, I don't know what that means. Explain it to me. And I actually, you know, talked to him a little bit and he was just like, I'm going to have to Google that later. I'm very curious. But yeah, uh, as far as going, going through it, yeah, nothing beeped. It ended up being the zipper on my cargo pants that was causing it to go crazy. None of the implants that I have, thank goodness. But um, no, I haven't had the screws issue, but I've had the other. It seemed kind of funny to me. Damn, I wonder if that would have gone nuts if I walked through it. Because, I mean, as we've said on the on the podcast with Melanie, how many piercings I've got and had over the over the years. So I wonder the reaction if I walked through that one. But it does bring me to my... I did have one more thought on the elasticy bones and the implantable ones. So uh-huh. then being elasticy, do you think that would be... Uh, because some kids have accidents and then they need pins put in. Do you think this would be a good solution for them? Because it having elastic properties, it would allow for a certain amount of growth before needing to be replaced. So it wouldn't need to be replaced as much, if at all. That would be a really good question if we can actually get one of these doctors on, because it makes me curious at that point. Uh, if you do this kind of replacement on a kid, uh, would, you know, at what age could you do it and uh, what would be involved in you know, being being able to adapt it without being a huge issue. Well, I actually have a friend that um, during her college time uh, had one of her legs lengthened and it was uh, very involved, very specialized surgery, which uh, every few years you would, they would like cut it and you put this frame with screws in her bone, what have you, to elongate it elongate you know, create space in between it between the different cuts and also to brace it up and immobilize it then they would suture all the soft tissue and then the bone would reconnect and then become longer over time um, because through this surgery because one of her legs was shorter than the other and it was quite a fascinating thing but also um just seemed like a kind of an excruciating thing uh, to go through that much pain over a lifetime to you know adjust this as you as you might say so i can see why she done it because you don't want to to have something like that following you for the rest of your life it's kind of a weight on your shoulders yeah but it that, oh, that must have been painful like you say it also makes me wonder if something similar would be able to be done if you have a bone replacement then would you be able to separate that replacement then put in and like a, a new spacer so to speak and then uh get it to seal a lot quicker. So instead of like if uh, you're like uh, you have a replacement femur as an example, um, that's the thigh bone and a big weight um, support in the in the structure of the body. And as the person is growing, getting bigger, getting longer legs, would you then be able to set up a cage, separate all the, the tissue, add a spacer in, fuse that, and then fuse the soft tissue over and let everything stabilize and then be able to re- uh, remove the cage how does that work that um, that just makes me curious that much more now so are you talking sort of a modular bone design or uh-huh. is it more of the case of that the self-healing materials uh, that scientists have recently made that would be kind of curious to me as far as what they would be able to use but the self-healing material that sounds like an even better idea than um than 
the more conventional means that I think is has access to us to our current level of technology. Patent pending for that for dangerousminds.io. If we were really that clever, I don't think we'd be doing a podcast. <laughs> All right. Before we move on in the conversation, I'm going to take a quick moment to thank our friends and share a message. Want to be more together at the 2017 Body Hacks in Austin, Texas, January 27th through 29th. You'll learn throughout a two-track, two-day conference, discover some of the best companies in body hacking, connect with your fellow cyborgs at the hub, and party at the warm. This year, put together, the Body Hacks Fashion Show opens the event on Friday night at the Austin Convention Center. Be more together at bodyhackingcon.com. And back to the conversation. Uh, but going from what we've been saying there, that brings me to another question. Would it be able to generate bone marrow? That would probably have to just have a cavity built into it to where you could have either donor bone marrow or um, bone marrow from that patient from another location in the body then placed into it to be able to regrow and fill the cavity. Uh, it's the only way I could possibly think. It'd be like a, a, a porous structure that you could then fill in and let it grow and function. But that's just you know, off the cuff possibility. That's more I don't know, my own sci-fi thoughts on that. Nowhere near any <laughs> realm of reality because, you know, as you can tell, that's not my area. But it's yeah. definitely an interesting idea. I always thought if we were going to be able to grow artificial bone that could also have bone marrow incorporated to it, because of the microporous um, structure, as you say, that it would be made with carbon nanotubing. So that might be something to ask. Uh, I would say scribble that down somewhere in your notes, and let's let's ask one of these guys eventually. You know, what do you think about it? Might be they'll answer back with something we've said of uh, already. Of that sounds really interesting. I would love to research further on that topic no i think this is a great idea but i mean i'd i'd want to learn more on it than is shown in this article even if they're not willing to say it for the podcast even a private chat that would be amazing definitely all right any anything else to add to today um not really but i would be interested to see what people think about connecting their brains together so i mean there's not really much on the information side of this so what would be your take would it be that we would have each other's thoughts, see through each other's eyes, or be able to share senses? Would would you then be able to take over a friend's brain just as a joke and make them uh, slap themselves, the good old, good old slap yourself brain? I would definitely hope not. Uh, that would definitely probably be like a mod that's available for that type of technology, but it makes me want to then you know put this out to whoever happens to listen to this please reach out and ping us on our Facebook feed or Twitter and give us a comment. What do you think? Do you think it would be fun to have that mod where you'd be able to be like, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> or even more fun, it, say you're in a long-term relationship and being intimate, seeing it from your partner's eyes, experiencing just Ooh. life in general from your partner's eyes, walking a mile in, in their shoes, so to speak, to help you with your own uh, perspective, really. So that, that way you can truly know and understand what it is like to be them, but not even not even to take control, so to speak, but you know, to be a hitchhiker in that 
and be able to view it and experience it, have the sensation uh, as if it was you, but also that it's not you, if you understand what I'm saying. I do, but from your use of the word intimate there, it kind of jumped into my head that you wanted to see your own sex face. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is yeah, no, no. I was uh, more thinking about perspective. Thank you very much. This is, it almost leads me back to a retort of, how old are you, sir? You just, that's the, that's the first yeah. thought in your mind. Well, you well, are a real young man. Intimate relationship I understand why. From their point, seeing it, it's like, it's universal, that. that I word. don't think I'd want to see that, you know. Neither would, would you, I, so that's why. Yeah, I was that's not born. something you'd ever want to see. Like, if you happen to see that, I'm sure you'd probably be like, oh my God, that's what I look like when I do that? Ah, I can't. And next time you're in that situation, then you'd have that pop in your head and be like, yeah, I, I can't do that. I have to stop now because, you know, I don't want to see that. I don't want you to see that. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> how are you still in relationship with me when you see that well that's how you know that they actually love you when they can deal with that face or it just makes their day that you look that stupid <laughs> you never know <laughs> humor is kind of twisted in this world that we live in yes yes uh all you boys and girls out there humor is twisted and that is the lesson for today please write that down in your notebooks and remember it for class next time well we did say before we started the podcast that translating things from well english to american would have been quite funny from our different interpretations so yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that was uh, that can be kind of hilarious because half the time, some of your slang, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, some of it when it's a direct translation to American, I'm just like, I don't understand. Why is that? Why is that even used? It's like you know, example would be bollocks. Direct translation, balls. It's like, okay, how's that a swear? I don't, I don't I get why a, people call that a swear word. The word bollocks is just a great word. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. To me, that's like as if uh, I was using the word taint and... It just doesn't doesn't really compute as being uh, that popular of a term uh, when it comes to you know fiction, slang, or even you know TV, what have you, or documentaries. It just it, you know for that to be a very common ex expletive. Yeah, I don't get it, but it's not something I've grown up with. What do you expect? Well, I mean, American slang I've kind of uh, grown up with because English TV it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I said it. English TV sucks. So, some of it can some of it's just bored oh it's like we've got this uh, TV show over here on Netflix I don't know if you've got it called Black Mirror yeah that one kind of sucks oh it's horrible I mean the first episode is just her swiping five stars on her phone at other people and smiling yeah I, I don't understand why people like it so much I I watched two episodes and just couldn't couldn't watch it anymore I got halfway through the first episode and thought I might as well just sit there on DeviantArt doing it myself <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot better things out there to watch and uh, or listen to, like Dangerous Minds podcast. Self, <laughs> yeah, uh, self uh, self promotion there. But anyhow, we definitely want to thank you, uh, our dear listeners, for listening to us while we ramble and uh, carry on about absolutely nothing. Because you know we are definitely not experts about any of this, and quite possibly, much like you, are just curious uh, because of it. But you know, we want to de definitely close by saying. Uh, 
if there's a special story that we should have mentioned, please post it on our Facebook page wall and uh, we'll do our best to have it on the next uh, briefing podcast, news briefing podcast, um, whenever we get around to doing one. And then then, uh, Dangerous Minds podcast will definitely continue to bring you the interviews focusing on the people, the tech, but also news relevant to our common interest. So please stay tuned as we explore this evolving subject as well, if there's someone uh, you'd like us to interview, please email us at info at dangerousminds.io. To learn more about this journey we take weekly, check out our homepage, dangerousminds.io, or our Facebook uh, page, or the Twitter feed. Now, please take a look, give us some comments, give us some feedback, and you know, perhaps we may one day be exploring the projects you have been working on. We'd love to talk to you about it, even offline, not during a recording, just to further our own learning. And we want to thank you again, because this is a fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, implantable technology today. So please stay tuned for further episodes. Until next week, seek the spark. Project won't compile, it'll be alright Computer science for life, and that's my direction Instead of be bows, my homies throw exceptions